0: Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top 3 news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Munsi Mavasar, and broadcasting live from Shlurko Studios in Munsi, New York. Number 1 Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said on Sunday, November 12th, that there, quote, could be a potential deal to release at least 80 hostages, held by Hamas and other terror groups in Gaza. Israel's President Isaac Herzog told CBS News' Face the Nation that he didn't want to give, quote, any illusions about the negotiations. What I can say is that there is nothing substantial right now on the table. NBC News cited a U.S. administration official that a potential deal being discussed would see more than 80 women and children held hostage in Gaza released in exchange for Israel freeing imprisoned female and underage terror convicts. White House's National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said that the administration remains dedicated to quote continuing negotiations for the release of hostages. Speaking to ABC this week, co increment Jonathan Karl he acknowledged the challenge stating that while the Israelis have provided a count of the missing, the exact number of those still alive is uncertain. Sullivan clarified that concerning American citizens, there are nine individuals missing along with a missing legal permanent resident, a green card holder. President Joe Biden discussed the hostages during his phone conversation with Qatar's Emir Tamim bin Hamad al Thani on Sunday. The White House stated that Biden unequivocally condemned the hostage situation orchestrated by Hamas, emphasizing the disturbing circumstances of a three-year-old American citizen toddler held captive, whose parents were reportedly killed by Hamas on October 7th. This marks the first explicit mention of the specific plight of a young American hostage in official statements. Israeli media reported that in Sunday's cabinet meeting, Netanyahu and far-right public security minister Itamar Ben-Gavir clashed over the classification of individuals as either terrorists or non-combatants. Ben-Gavir insisted that Israel categorized Gazan civilians who participated in looting Israeli communities on October 7th, as well as Palestinians distributing sweets to commemorate the violent assault as combatants. Netanyahu reportedly said Israel distinguishes between civilians and terrorists. French President Emmanuel Macron called Fre- President Yitzhak Herzog to clarify comments he made during an interview to the BBC on Friday. Macron made clear that he does not and did not intend to accuse Israel of intentionally harming innocent civilians in the campaign against Hamas. Macron also emphasized that he unequivocally supports Israel's right and duty to self defense. Number two. Montreal police are probing a second instance of gunfire targeting a Jewish school in the city's west end within a week. Multiple calls reporting gunshot, gunshots near Yeshiva Gedolah of Montreal on Deakin Road were received around 5 a.m. on Sunday, November 12th. Upon arrival, officers discovered bullet impact marks on the Yeshiva building and shell casings on the ground nearby. Thankfully, no injuries were reported and witnesses observed a vehicle fleeing the scene during the gunfire, as reported by the spokesperson for the SPVM. Montreal's police special police force. Although the school, the yeshiva, typically operates on Sundays, it redirected students elsewhere for, after the incident. Federation KCJA president and CEO, Yair Salak, mentioned ongoing communication between the yeshiva and parents with the Federation's CJA's director of community security, maintaining contact with the Montreal police. As of now, no arrests have been made and an investigation is, on, is actively underway security perimeter has been established with crime scene technicians and investigators on site. Authorities plan to review nearby surveillance cameras for potential information, assuring the community's lack emphasized that the SPVM has prioritized these events and will collaborate to maintain high visibility and security, especially amid the ongoing situation in Israel. Number 3 Federal authorities are examining whether New York City Mayor Eric Adams, just weeks before his election two years ago, exerted pressure on the NYFD, the New York Fire Department officials, to approve the Turkish government's new high-rise consulate in Manhattan despite the safety concerns. Three individuals familiar with the matter revealed that after winning the Democratic mayoral primary in July, Adams reached out to then-Fire Commissioner Daniel A. Nigro in late summer of 2021, urging approval for the Turkish government's occupancy of the building. Fire officials had previously raised safety issues and withheld approval for its occupancy. This intervention by Adams is now part of a broader public corruption investigation led by the FBI and federal prosecutors in Manhattan, resulting in the seizure of the mayor's electronic devices by federal agents last week. The FBI has been inquiring about Adams' role in the matter since spring, questioning top fire department officials. Adams' involvement reportedly facilitated Turkish President Erdogan grand opening of the 300 million dollar 35-story tower during his september 2021 visit to new york for the u.n general assembly despite identifying flaws in its in its fire safety system adams intervention allowed erdogan to preside over the ribbon cutting ceremony with the skyscraper symbolizing turkey's quote increased power according to city records and individuals familiar with the situation the federal criminal inquiry is also exploring whether Adams' 2021 campaign collaborated with the Turkish government, potentially funneling foreign money illegally into its funds. This information comes from a search warrant obtained by The New York Times for an FBI search of the mayor's chief fundraiser's home this month. In response, Adams' campaign issued a statement from the mayor asserting that during his time as Brooklyn Borough President until 2021, he routinely notified government agencies of issues on behalf of constituents. Adams, who has not been accused of wrongdoing, expressed his commitment to cooperating with investigators. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.